This is the 315 with Brian Higgins. That it is as we roll along on this uh, Friday edition here all across central New York. Glad to have you all in uh, today, whatever you may be up to and wherever you may be at on QSportsTalk.com as well. We've talked uh, hoops, sort of. Did we actually talk basketball in the first half hour? We talked uh, about the basketball team and, uh, you know, what's happened this week, but we, we still haven't actually talked about basketball yet today. My goodness. We'll try. We're trying, people. Five days since that press conference. It's like inescapable. It's like the world's stickiest super glue. We just can't. We can't get away from the darn thing. Anyway, it's February 3rd. What else would we be talking about on February the 3rd? Then lacrosse. With that, we bring in good friend Kyle Federley. He'll be in the Dome uh, for lacrosse season uh, starting tomorrow. Syracuse and Vermont. Kyle, I, I don't know. We've talked about this a million times, how the season probably should start in March. But at the same time, it's always fun when lacrosse season is starting. So I'm sure you're amped up and uh, getting ready for tomorrow. I tell you, I watched the Michigan scrimmages last week with the men and the women, and that got my juices flowing big time, Brian. I am so ready to tee it up and get after it with the, with uh, lacrosse this year. Yeah, we're getting going, and there's a ton to talk about, Kyle, with, with this year's team. I mean, it's Gary Gate year two, and um, mm-hmm. it, like it's an entire new roster. <laughs> like you need to you need the Pretty roster much. this year to figure out who the heck's on the team. Like, what's the main thing before we get into Spalina and the whole thing? When you think Gary Gate year two, what what do you think we'll see this year that uh, from him that maybe we did not see last year? Well, I think the first thing you got to do, Brian, is buy buy a program when you come in, so you know who you're looking at for uh, for starters out there, the numbers of the names and whatnot. I think what you're going to see this year though is that an offense. That's a lot faster. That moves the ball real quick. There's some real stars out there. Believe me, budding young stars, and even a couple of KG veterans. But I enjoy, I enjoy watching that last week, and I enjoy watching the defense that communicates, that switches, that rotates, that hedges and falls back into where they're supposed to be. I mean, it looked highly organized out there. And let me tell you, the goalie Will Mark is. Off the charts, good, and uh, so I, I, it's exciting right now. I, it's like I said, it got me pumped up last week watching that, watching our team play. And, and Kyle, you are one that does get pumped up by good defensive rotations and, and all of that stuff. And I'm sure Petro was uh, happy to see that, uh, as happy as he gets during a lacrosse game to see that stuff happening for uh, for the Orange on defense. But um, we we can't wait any longer. Number twenty two, Joey Spolina. We've been talking about this guy. I don't know how long. Uh, since he was 16, 15, something. He's finally here. Like, is this kid the real deal? Is he, like, legit next in the line here to wear that number? He comes as advertised, Brian. There's no question about it. I mean, forget all the, you know, the slick uh, stick skills, the power that he has. I mean, he can beat you a variety of different ways. Left-handed, right-handed, can roll dodge either way. He is comfortable around the net, period. The thing that's probably the most impressive about him is his lacrosse IQ. You're talking about a kid. First of all, you got to be tough to play that position anyway, but you've got to have smarts, and this kid knows the game inside and out. I mean, not only does he worry about the offense and stuff, he sits in on the defensive meetings and watches what goes on in there so he can better understand what defenses, not so much our defense because that's what they see every day, but what defenses are trying to do. So, I mean, he is a general – he's a – a coach on the field, so to speak, and he's only a freshman. And the other thing too, he's not interested, Brian, in where I mean, not not he's not interested in the All Americans. 
and scoring titles. He wants to win national championships. That's what he's here for. So he, he wants to put Syracuse back on the map where it was when he grew up watching the Powells and all that other stuff. So, you know, he's got his head on straight. It's not about Joey Spelina. He understands the pressure, and he's one of the catalysts out there. But he also wants to win the national championship. He he said it, I want to win four of them. So, I mean, that just shows you where his head is at. But, boy, he's got some stick skills that are absolutely ridiculous out there, and it's actually very, very fun to watch. Well, I mean, obviously his dad, Joe, is the women's head coach at Stony Brook, so you can understand how he gets the, you know, the coaching stuff in his blood, and his, uh, his two brothers will be joining him at Syracuse next year. I'd say the main thing, Kyle, we talk about the number 22, and, you know, Gates, Powell's obviously lord over the whole thing, and Mikey will get his uh, jersey retired coming up in a month or so. The last freshman that wore it was Jordan Evans, and, and you know, Jordan was very open as his career went on about talking about, you know, I, I didn't quite understand the pressure that came with putting this thing on when I was a freshman, and, you know, may, maybe I would have done it differently now when we get uh, to the end. How, how ready do you think Joey is to handle that aspect about it, Kyle? Not the lacrosse. We know he can play lacrosse, but there's there's a lot of other stuff that goes into putting on, you know, that jersey at Syracuse. It is. I mean, they're, they're, you're the kind of, kind of, sort of by default, the face of the program, really, because of what the number 22 has meant here at Syracuse. And, you know, I, I, I remember all these media people who would always ask Jordan Evans, what's it like to wear number 22? And I was like, dude, he just scored five goals. That's your question? You know, but, I, but they, he got asked that every single media opportunity uh, for four years here. So that's the type of pressure that comes with it. But I don't think that is, I don't think, I, Joey's a smart kid. I don't think that bothers him at all, uh, that, that, those types of questions. Uh, he's going to answer them the way he answers them. I and mean, I'll be honest with you, Brian, his answers at the beginning will get better as they go along. And you got to remember something. He's 18 years old. And while he has been under the spotlight since he was in sixth grade, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he knows how to handle that type of thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, heck, we, we saw last year down at that game at Stony Brook, like the, the whole parking lot was like a tailgate organized by like his club lacrosse team. Like it was, uh, it's big doings wherever the, uh, the Spolina boys uh, roll out. So that, that's going to be fun tomorrow uh, to see that happen. But, you know, when we talk about freshmen on this team, Kyle and Kyle Federley is our guest. It's not just him. Like this is a a very deep freshman class. I you know I don't know if anyone will be better than Joey or not, but this Finn Thompson guy coming in from Canada, like he is legit. You had an Owen Hiltz coming back from injury last year. Like there there's all new options this year on offense that we didn't get to talk about last season. Well, I'll tell you something, Brian. And the thing is, is they work well together, and they're not looking to be. You know, I got to have my points, or I've got to be the man. Things like that. They are—they're all great uh, uh, lacrosse IQ guys. Hiltz is a great finisher. Finley Thompson is playing at midfield, which his natural position is attack, and he looks like a natural midfielder. The way he can dodge with both hands and cut, and he's fast and he's quick too. Uh, but the guy—the guy that's going to be the, the the people I think that don't. Uh, will probably be surprised as, and you and I weren't because we saw it last year at the end of the year, is going to be number nine, Jackson Burt Whistle. Okay, I said, okay, he's a natural at this game. Uh, and he proved it last week in the Michigan scrimmage when he pounded in four goals. So, you know, while those other, you know, Spillane had a couple, Hills had a couple, Finley Thompson, Alex Simmons, the transfer from Denver, another guy, he uh, got a quick snapshot. He does not hold the ball long when he gets it, 
and he can put it wherever he wants to. So it's a great offensive unit. It really is. They, that that uh, first midfield and attack line, they're going to be on the field quite a bit. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this season going. Now, with all the hype and everything, Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. There will be ups and downs because you've got to remember some. These guys, for the most part, out there are 18 years old, and it's new to them. The older guys are the ones that are going to have to sit there when things get a little tight or tough, calm them down. And I think we're going to have that this year. I think we're going to be a lot better than people think. Well, and, you know, part of the ups and downs are the schedule, right? Like, okay, Vermont oh, yeah. Vermont tomorrow. Now, then it's Albany after that. And let's not forget, Syracuse lost to Albany uh, last year at a rainstorm there. And the, then Holy Cross the week after that. Like, we can't assume, but, okay, hopefully Syracuse is 3-0. and And then this happens. Maryland, Carolina, Duke, Hopkins. Then a, a slight reprieve with Hofstra and Bonaventure and Hobart. And then Notre Dame, Princeton, Carolina, Virginia, Duke. Like the schedule is wild here. So like for for Syracuse to get through this thing, Kyle, right? Like you can be as good as you want, but if you're not great, you're going to get tripped up a few times this year. Well, that, you know what, Brian? You you nailed you nailed something. I've been actually telling people on the outside and saying, I said, you know something? When we get to the ACC play and teams like Maryland and Princeton. Those teams don't care that we have the number one recruiting <laughs> class in the country, and they don't care that we got the number one player in the country because they're loaded and they're good, too. So they're going to be like, oh, you got freshmen out there, huh? Good. Bring them on. Let's see what they got. You know, So it, it's going to be an exciting season. The league is stacked again, the ACC, as usual, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. And I'm expecting good things. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the league is always stacked. Like, you know, you pick whomever and drop them in the Final Four, and nobody would be uh, surprised. You know, Maryland, uh, they're going to reload. They always do. I mean, the schedule is just just a, a beast here. Uh, Kyle Federley's our guest, and, you know, we kind of glazed over it a little bit, Kyle. Uh, you mentioned Will Mark, the goalie. He's the transfer in from LIU. He was an honorable mention All-American last year. The Orange were kind of playing, you know, ping-pong with the goalies last year. We never knew if it would be Gavin or Thompson or it, it changed by the day. And, you know, there were injuries and whatnot in front of them. How is that coming together? Like, Nick Kikamo last year we thought's pretty good. You say Mark is pretty good. How's the rest of the defense going to come together when, you know, there are a lot of freshmen that might play or, or whatever Dave Petromala has in mind this year? Well, I'll tell you something. It's It's been a – I won't even say a work in progress. I'm pretty sure they're stuck on Nick – of course, Nick Kikamo, who intercepted about five passes across the middle of the crease last week. Uh, Landon Clary will be the other one. He's going to wear number 30. And the freshman, Billy Dwan, is out there, uh, number 35. Good-looking, big midi. His old man was awesome when he played at Hopkins with Petro back in the day. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to that without question. Those three will be good. You know, short sticks, uh, Jack Murphy came in here. Another transfer came in here. Avilius, I mean, Rice. We got a lot of guys out there. And I think the one thing that's different, Will Mark, is the last line of defense, and he is legit. I think he had 12 saves in two and a half quarters wow. last week, and then they and then they yanked him out. Uh, but the, the the communication that's going on, and that's the key to uh, uh, good defense, is communication between the goalie and the communication between the defenders amongst themselves is the key. You know, we've talked. We talk- Will Mark, we got we got Will Mark. Believe it or not, everybody says he's from Long Island or LIU. Yep. By way of San Diego and Germany, clearly that's where he first picked up the stick out in Germany. So I mean, uh, and started playing. Uh, there was like four of them, 
and the dad, uh, one of the dads had played lacrosse, and they started playing. They needed a goalie, and Will Mark was the guy. <laughs> they made him the goalie, and he's always been the kind of the underdog guy, so to speak. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this guy play goalie last week, and I'm thinking to myself, we didn't recruit this guy for out of Long Island area. Well, he's not really from the Long Island area. He's from California, actually. He went to LIU, you know. So I mean, uh, this guy—he's big though. He takes up a lot of room in the cage. He slides really quick uh, from pole to pole or post to post, uh, as it were. But uh, he is really good. And he's really good on the outlet too. So he's the guy to kind of the glue that keeps it all together out there. But. Nobody's talking about him, and that's just the way he likes it. Well, if I don't know anything about his bio, and let's just assume I don't right now, Kyle, if you tell me San Diego, I'm going to tell you he's got a military background in his family. And um, I may be completely wrong, but that's where that's leading me, so that'll lead you to trot the world. And uh, here he is. And that's a big pickup. And Kyle, you talk about communication, and you know John, John Galloway is like uh, the greatest, you know, ever at that uh, for a goalie. Right. So that's an impossible comparison. I think Drake Porter, you know, came as close as we've seen in a while for an Orange goalie. At, you know, hearing his voice out there, you know, just being down there at the scrimmage when, when you heard him communicating. How and you talk about that? How, how did that perk your ears up as far as how he's going to be able to, you know, keep a young group organized? I think the one thing that I watched that I noticed, Brian, is. All right, let's say the ball's on the left side and he's creating balls left, balls left. He is looking over to the right side to see where the danger will be coming from. You know, I, I mean, it's almost like he's got super peripheral vision. He sees it coming because he'll even yell out, he'll even out, check right, you know, the ball be left. And he'll say, check right, you know, without looking over there because he took a quick glance and saw a guy who was a potential threat. So, I mean, that helps the defense see that type of thing. Notice where guys are. You know, it's tough enough to have your head on a swivel, especially in the ACC where attackmen are so quick and fast and have great stick skills. It requires a a goalie like that to be able to constantly kind of scan the field, as it were, to see where the danger is. Well, good to see that the Orange have uh, that this year because, you know, and, and nothing against Bobby Gavin or Harrison Thompson last year, and Harrison, you know, is still here. Oh, yeah. It just, it just, oh, they ne- look great. Yeah, it never quite clicked uh, last year uh, on defense for whatever reason. So hopefully uh, Will yeah. can, can uh, get that down. All right, Kyle, we, we know this. You, you cover the, the men. You work very closely with the women's lacrosse program. They do. They usually start before the men, I feel. They actually don't play till uh, next weekend. And, you know, yep. Kayla Trainer, she's just taking it real easy to start her year two by going Northwestern and Maryland back-to-back right out of the chute. <laughs> so uh, it's good to see Kayla's kicking her feet up and taking it easy this year. All right, is this the year, Kyle? They, they win in the natty this year? I mean, they, it feels like, once again, they've got the parts to make as good of a run as anybody. Well, right now they do have the parts. we still got to get some people healthy. We just uh, welcomed C.C. Cockrell and Tessa Carey back to the program. We got Emma Ward getting ready to step on the field on Monday, we hope. And uh, when we get all that better, I mean, this team is moves the ball fast. Uh, they're very fast at midfield. I mean, very fast. I watched Natalie Smith score six goals last week, just run by Michigan defenders. Uh, and unbelievable. So um, the goalie right now, it's a race for goalie. They all look good. I would say right now, as we speak, Delaney Schweitzer's probably got the upper hand. The freshman, Danielle Gaetz, looked good. Kimber Howard's there. She's been banged up a little bit. So, I mean, the, the goalie situation is going to be good. Delaney looks really good. Another big goalie takes up uh, space, but quick hands, quick outlet. 
the key to their team, honestly, is going to be defense. Okay, and the reason I say that is when you look at the other end of the field and you got the preseason favorite, the, the first team All American out there in Meg Tyrell, and then you've got uh, um, uh, Meg Carney out there, and then you look over Olivia Adamson, a person that no one knew about last year, really, from Tampa, Florida, and she pounded in about 34 goals. So, I mean, they came out of nowhere. She's out there, and, and then uh, you put Emma Ward out there, and then all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, well, wasn't Emma, uh, Emma Tyrell, uh, Megan's sister, up for some toward consideration until she got hurt? I said, yeah, well, she, she is at midfield along with Natalie Smith and Jen Markey, and that's just an electrifyingly fast midfield out there. Eh? But the problem with all those guys is it kind of reminds me, I think, of that all uh, the the uh, with that one commercial with uh, the insurance commercial with the guy in the car and all the little football players, and they all sit there and say, "We may be small, but we're mighty." Like that. That's what it kind of looks like out there, you know. So uh, they're they're going to be very very good this year, I believe. So the Michigan game was an eye opener for them, I think, and uh, I've noticed a rededication to the fundamentals here this week in practice. Well, we'll see them starting out uh, next weekend against, you know, the two greatest dynasties in the history of the sport with Northwestern and Maryland. No doubt. Uh, back to back. <laughs> All right, Kyle, uh, enjoy it tomorrow. I don't have to tell you that. I know you will. I won't be there to keep you in line, so so take it easy on our guy Tim Leonard. Treat him nice uh, tomorrow no, in his debut with you. Yeah, it should be fun. With, like, yeah. Vermont's a solid team, right? Like, this is this is a legit game well, tomorrow. They got they got the, they got the probably one of the best face-off men in the country in Timmy Burke. Without question. And, you know, the, the good news is Tom McCovney, their All-American leading scorer, left the team. Oh, by the way, he's starting now at Virginia. Well, that's For disconcerting. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. He's gone. But, uh, you know, Nick uh, uh, Nick Alabetti is one of the better long pole guys in the country, too. So that's going to be an interesting uh, uh, way to start the season, so to speak. And, They've got some good guys on attack too, Dan, uh, David Klosterman and Brock Haley. So it's gonna, and they're the favorite to win the American East. So it's gonna be a a very good game, I believe. You're gonna see, you know, and the bottom line is this: it's like we always say, Brian. You know what? The other team wants to win too. So as good as it is for Syracuse, these other teams coming in, they they're not gonna be backing down. They probably look at Syracuse as a wounded dog, so to speak. So, but you know what? Wounded dogs can get nasty real fast. So we'll see what happens when uh, we take when we take the field tomorrow at one. Yeah, one o'clock tomorrow. Orange pregame over on uh, TK. Uh, Kyle and Tim Leonard will be there starting at twelve thirty. All right, Kyle. Good, good stuff. Good season preview, and I'm sure we'll do this again soon. All right, my friend. All right, my friend. You have a good one. That is Kyle Federley. Hear him on the airwaves. There'll be woos aplenty tomorrow in the dome. We'll take a break. Come back with a man that sort of knows. Right after this on QSportsTalk.com at ESPN Radio.